everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Christian in Progress. My name is Samuel Perez, and just a little bit about myself. I am a former gay stripper. Yes, that's right. You heard that correctly. I left behind the homosexual lifestyle to walk with Christ. And this podcast is all about how I do it, why I do it, and to help others like me and educate those people who are not like me. I want to talk, but I really want to talk about what a real life with Jesus looks like in 2023. Nothing is off limits, and I want to be as transparent as I possibly can be. Before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is completely free to listen to, and we do accept donations, and we have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who want to become patrons of the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Podbean, click on the description and you'll find the link to becoming a patron of the podcast, which means you'll be making a regular monthly commitment. And we also have my website, christianinprogress.org or samuelabrahamperez.com, where you can find resources to give through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Now that that's out of the way, guys, I want to talk to you guys about something that happened to me last month, which I was not expecting at all. I was attacked during Pride Month. I know, shocking. Can you believe it? Like the one month where everyone is celebrating LGBTQ matters. I was viciously attacked by the enemy. And by that, I mean um, the enemy as in the devil. (laughs) Nothing physical, thank God. I was not physically abused or attacked in that way. But uh, the enemy just came for me. And it all started uh, the day that I decided that I wanted to do a content series um that was inspired by pride month maybe some of you guys saw it maybe some of you guys did not see it um but i wanted to be praying for pride month and i wanted to do something like that i've never done before ever ever have done um i wanted to make a video every single day for the month of pride and i wanted it to highlight issues and different topics of what the lgbtq community um goes through and some of the things that they're struggling with Um, And I've always wanted to do that. Uh, There just has never been an opportunity where I've been free to be able to do it or I just didn't plan ahead. And I think just about two weeks or a week ahead, um, I was like, man, I really want to do something special for Pride Month. I want to be able to do that that Pride series video that I've been planning to do for years now. Um, And I was like, you know, probably not a lot of people are going to watch it. Not a lot of people are going to get a lot out of it, but I want to be able to like challenge myself to do that. And content creation for me, it can be a little difficult sometimes, um, especially since it's not the only thing that I do. If you guys are familiar, I I do have a Discord and on my Discord, I pastor people. And so I'm constantly doing teachings. I'm constantly praying with individuals, I'm, you know, involved in my community. There's a little prayer room that I'm a part of as well. I've always got a lot of things going on and content creation just takes so much time. And so I love doing it for sure. I love doing it. Um, but it is like a lot of time that is going to be taken up. Like I'm talking about at least like eight hours for just like one little TikToker. you know, even when it comes to a podcast that can be six, seven hours. Um, and so it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. So think about that eight hours for just one video that was going to be for a video every single day. It was going to be a lot of hours in production. And, and the majority of the time is is because of editing and, and things like that. Um, and then, of course, coming up with scripts and, and all that. Make sure I'm not saying anything crazy uh, for you guys. <laughs> but I challenged myself. And so a week before, I was like, I want to do this. And so I, I tried to film as much as I could ahead of time before I actually started Pride Month. But I didn't I didn't plan it <laughs> that ahead. So I, w- I, I had to actually film the videos on the day of 
that's a whole other story. And so um, I wanted to do that Pride Month just so I could bring more awareness to the LGBTQ community and, and things that they're struggling with, especially when it comes to Christianity. So I got it done and I posted the first uh, ever video for the Pride Month series. And guys, when I tell you that I was not expecting for it to do well at all, like, and you never know, it's kind of give and take when it comes to TikTok, when it comes to Instagram reels, you don't really know if it's going to go viral, if, if people are going to watch it, if people are not going to watch it. Because even though you have a specific amount of subscribers on TikTok, like I have 60,000 subscribers or followers, that doesn't mean that all 60,000 people are going to watch the videos that you post. Most times, sometimes I'll post something and only like a thousand people watch it. Sometimes I post things and, you know, 600,000 people watch it, which is insane to me. But I, I posted the video and I was like, all right, you know what? Actually, that was like a lot of work. <laughs> the first day that I did the video, I was like, that was that was a lot of work. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this every single day. Maybe people won't notice if I just like not do it. <laughs> um, but I, I did the first video and the first video, I think, blew up it absolutely went viral for sure and and to me anything more than ten thousand is is viral to me uh maybe not for other creators but for me a small content creator ten thousand is viral um but it went it surpassed more than ten thousand i think to this day it has something around a hundred thousand views or something like that um and so i was like okay uh now i'm definitely committed to this because a hundred thousand people watch this and i said i was gonna do this every single day so now I, I absolutely have to do this. Um, and so I was doing the videos every single day. And of course, doing the editing, making the thumbnails, doing the photos. I, I'm just a team of one here. Um, that's why I'm asking you guys if you if the Lord puts it on your heart to donate. So hopefully one day I won't be a team of one. I can have a team of editors. I can have a team of you know photographers and videographers and get to hire my friends who are also part of the faith, uh, build up a team around me that will make consecration and all the other things that I do a little bit easier. Um, but it was a lot. It was a lot. And so every day, I, I think around the nine or eighth day mark, no, it was seventh day, seventh day mark. I was so just burnt out from making videos every single day, making the scripts, filming it, editing it, putting it up. And I was just so burnt out. And so it was like the seventh day of Pride Month. And, um, and all of the videos were doing great. Like they were doing great on Instagram. They were doing great on TikTok. Um, and I was just so burnt out. And, and it, was, it was kind of supernatural in a sense because, I mean, you know, I, I used to work all the time. Like I, I worked for a gym and I would do my eight-hour shifts. And, um, and then I would also, you know, I worked many different places. I worked on a cruise ship where I worked for, I don't even know, probably more than 70 hours a week or probably 80 um, I never stopped working on that cruise ship. So I, I, I like to think of myself as having a good work ethic. <laughs> and so I, I think I have a, a pretty good work ethic. Um, but I, I, I'm not, not used to not working is what I'm saying. And so, um, while I was doing it, I was like, man, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's not like I haven't done a bunch of work before. And so I'm like, I just, I lost all the feeling of wanting to make more of these videos. And I was just not excited about making the videos anymore. And usually it is an exciting process to, you know, film something, edit something, and then put it out there and see people's reaction, especially when it's received well. And the videos were being received very, very well. Um, but I just lost all um, inspiration. Like I was just like, I don't want to film today. And then one day um, I didn't film and I didn't put up a video. And then 
another day went by and then another day went by. And, um, and then not only that, just losing inspiration, I was like, man, what's wrong with me? I, I feel, I feel weird. And, um, all I wanted to do was just like watch TV, play video games. Um, I was just super stressed out and feeling very irritable. And, um, and there's a lot of also drama that was happening in my personal life, um, that I'm going to get into a little bit. Um, there was just these interpersonal relationships that I, I was having at the moment that, um, just weird stuff was happening. People were talking behind my back. Um, and, and like during this time, my friends who, who I cared about and, um, my interpersonal relationships were just getting very messy and, and it was weird. It was not, it was not at all from people that I was expecting. And I was getting really in my head about a lot of different things. And the enemy seemed to be attacking um, my, my thoughts on, on my, my relationships. Um, I started to become very lonely. I started to feel very misunderstood. Um, and then all of that, just the pressure of all of the work piling up was, was a lot too. You guys may have noticed that I, I actually haven't done a podcast. I think the, the entire month of June, I didn't do a podcast, maybe didn't release a podcast. I was still doing my Bible studies. Um, and then I had a retreat that I had to go to that um, my mentor was doing and he invited me to come and I don't like traveling. <laughs> I don't like traveling. <laughs> I'm not a travel guy. And I don't know why. Like, I love the comfort of my home. <laughs> I, and I love where I live, too. Like, I, I love living in Miami. Um, I mean, do I wish I lived in mountains? Yes, I'm a mountain guy. I love to, like, climb and hike. And we don't have that in Miami. Unfortunately, everything is flat. Um, but I like I like where I live. I, I like going to Chipotle. That's my favorite restaurant. Um, I like my gym. <laughs> I like going to the gym every day. Um, I, I like sleeping in my bed. Uh, I don't like going to hotels and like, I, I find it fun if you're like enjoying it with someone else. Um, like you have a friend coming with you or something, you know, you're doing like a vacation with a friend or with many friends. That's fun. Um, but traveling alone is hard. And so I knew that this retreat was also coming up. Um, so I had the stresses of just like work being piled up on content that I was not making that I was just feeling so uninspired to make. And then I had my interpersonal relationships where the enemy was just creating all this confusion and drama then. And I don't want to talk too much into it because I'm not trying to expose people in my life. Um, but let's just say that there was a bunch of drama. And um, and then on top of that, I was worried about this retreat that I had to go traveling. And I'm like, I don't like traveling and I don't want to be uncomfortable. And and so um, I was just going through a lot. Um, and, and I'm sure there's more details that I'm not thinking of or in the moment. But there is a lot going on. Um, and I felt so attacked. And I remember uh, the day before I left um, to go to my retreat, um, I actually called up a friend and my one, one my friend who is one of my partners in the ministry. Uh, she's the president of the nonprofit that we have, which is Christian in Progress. And um, and I was talking to her and I was like, I'm just feeling like I was I was just laid it out on the table. I'm like, these are all the things that I'm feeling right now. I feel horrible. It was like three. I mean, I was at McDonald's <laughs> getting some food because I was like, I, I think I spent the whole day like playing video games or something. And um, as I was just feeling so awful. And and that's one of the things that I mean, if, if you guys can relate to me at all, some of the ways that we escape is into media or into video games. And um, I love video games. I'm a big time nerd, always have been a nerd. That's how I can do all this stuff when it comes to editing and Photoshop. And I learned uh, for the gaming community. And so uh, I was playing video games all day. And, you know, like, when you have the Holy Ghost, when you have the Holy Spirit, like you can't you can't play video games all day. Like it just it bothers you. You you feel like you need to do something productive. And so after like playing for hours, 3 a.m., 
I decided like, I'm going to get out of my bed. I'm going to go get something to eat. I didn't have any meal preps. That's also another thing that was stressing me out um, is that I, I like to eat clean. I like to eat healthy and um, and I hate cooking. <laughs> so that's a problem is that at, at any time, if like I want to eat clean, I have to cook. I have to cook my chicken breast and my turkey breast and I hate it. I hate it. It's just such a chore to me. I always said that when I get into a relationship, I want to make sure that my wife knows how to cook because I'm not going to knows how to cook and likes to cook because I I don't like to cook and we're going to be without food <laughs> if both of us don't like to cook. And so I'm at McDonald's getting something to eat, stressed out about my body because now I feel like oh, I'm eating unhealthy and that makes me feel bad. I've spent the whole day playing video games. That makes me feel bad. My interpersonal relationships are a mess. I feel bad over that. And um, and I call up my my friend, my co-partner in the ministry, and I'm just like, how are you feeling? And she was telling me, I feel awful right now. You know, my mind's all over the place. I'm having a lot of anxiety. Um, I'm having a lot of depression. And um, and she's like, I just haven't felt in the right state of mind. And I thought, man, this is so strange. Like she's being attacked. I'm being attacked. And that week, also something else happened to our other partner in ministry. His father tragically passed away. And um, and that was like just so out of the blue, so tra tragic. Um, it, it shocked all of us. I mean, it sent shockwaves through our, our entire community. And we were just totally surprised. Um, so one day, uh, th th his father's living. Another day, his father's passed away. And of course, that is stressful just alone. And, um, and I'm very close to my friendships and my relationships with individuals. And so when someone who uh, whose family passes away, you know, or whatever, their, their friend passes away, like that affects me, too, because I'm I'm grieving. They're grieving. We're, we're all in this together. We're all grieving. And so um, that week, my, uh, one of my partner's uh, family passed away and then my other partners having mental health issues. And then I'm also having so much drama in my life. So many of these other things that I was talking about happen. And I'm like, what? the heck is going on right now it's like all of us are just being attacked and that's when i recognized like when i was on the phone with my friend that this was not just a me thing this was not just oh i'm uninspired you know maybe i i, I might find the creativity to um you know uh, like get some inspiration tomorrow i realized that this was an attack and um and at that moment i'm like why are we being so heavily attacked right now and then i'm like oh my gosh my pride series i i hadn't been able to connect the two together and i'm like of course we're being attacked because number one it's pride month and so all of this worship that people are doing when it comes to lgbtq and um and yes it is worship it's a form of of worshiping evil regardless of of creativity of self-expression of fi trying to find security um, there's only two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and then the kingdom of darkness. And so when we submit ourselves to things of the kingdom of darkness, that is a form of worship. Um, and so of course there's like this high principalities, high spiritual powers being fed by the worship of many individuals on the earth because of pride month. And their main objective is to take down anyone who is speaking against pride month or speaking for people to be introduced to the kingdom of God. And who do you think is their number one target? It's a me, <laughs> Samuel. <laughs> I'm like, I am the one who 
number one, I'm coming from a place of authenticity. Like I've actually lived it. I've been through it. I'm genuine in my approach to it. Um, so I can speak on it and I, and I have the authority to speak on it because of my experiences that I've been through it and I'm still going through it. Um, still, as you guys know, I deal with same sex attraction. I don't let that define me. Um, it's something that I just have to deal with on the daily and I submit myself to the identity of Christ. Um, and so it's something I'm currently going through, something I have been through and speaking out against it and doing, doing it with gentleness and with love, um, the enemy's like, this is, this is a bad thing. Um, this is not a good thing. We, we got to take this guy down for sure. We got to take this guy down and we got to take his whole team down. Um, and so the enemy is so strategic. And I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about spiritual warfare. All of this entire story is to get to my point of spiritual warfare. And so the enemy, he is not dumb. He's obviously very smart, smart individual. He's got his organization. He's got um, the, the spirits that are working with him, the demonic powers that are working with him, the principalities. Um, and they've been, a, they've been around for a lot longer than we've been around. Um, I'm only, what, 27 years old now. I think that's how old I am. I just like, I lose count after um, a certain amount of time. Um, but the enemy, of course, has his plans. And, and we can't be just like lost to it. We have to understand that at all times, we really are in a spiritual warfare. And I know that there are Christians out there who don't believe in spiritual warfare. The people out there who, you know, they intellectualize everything where it's, you know, that's a metaphor for evil or, you know, there's no such thing. And I'm not one of those individuals. I, I highly do really believe um, that there are real demonic powers that are in the unseen realm that I, you, me, we, we, we can't see them. <laughs> I, you, me. Um, we can't see these powers. We can't see the demonic and they're in the invisible realm and the, the realm of the sky, the realm of the media or the realm of the, the radio waves and whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and of course I'm the prime suspect. I'm like, well, the prime, uh, target because I'm out here preaching the kingdom of God and, and I'm doing it in a way that is reaching individuals and it's reaching thousands of individuals. And, um, and coming from a place of authority, genuineness, power, um, and the enemy is like, we got to stop this. We absolutely 100% have to stop this guy from preaching on the internet and, 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 and these prayers. Because not only was it just a series of videos of just information, but it was to inspire prayer within individuals. Because I know that a lot of people, they don't know how to pray for, for gay people. They don't know how to pray for the LGBTQ community. Um, they have no idea what they're going through. They've never been through that. And so every video, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on my TikTok. Every video was a subject, a topic where someone could pray um, on, on that topic and subject. So we did some on drag queens. We did some on identity. We did some on um, forgiveness. Um, there, it was, it was a topic for every, everything, um, that I could think of when it comes to LGBTQ and, and some that I didn't even, I wasn't able to finish. Um, but a prayer is so powerful and prayer is something that the enemy hates. Of course, it's communication towards God. And so I was getting people to pray. So it's not only just informative, but it's also just like it's prayer. So it's, there's power behind that. So we got, if a hundred thousand people watched that video and a hundred thousand people were, were actually praying, that's a lot of power. And the enemy is going to be pissed. <laughs> like the enemy's pissed off at me. He's like, what the heck? This guy is like taking people from my kingdom. He's, 
he's making a difference. And um, and I'm just like little old me, just like doodly doodly, you know, just like not thinking anything is gonna happen. And I wasn't prepared for that. And of course, the enemy went for me. He went for my team, and 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 we were like at a loss. We were like, what is going on? And um, and I sometimes maybe you might feel that way as well. Like you go through these seasons where it's like the enemy is just hitting you so hard, and you're like, what is going on? My friendships are just deteriorating before me. On um, my mental health, I, I feel very depressed. I feel sad. Um, I feel a lot of fear. Um, you know, whatever it is, um, just every area, like, oh, I lost my job or this is happening. And you know, something, sometimes guys, just bad things happen. That's okay. But that, but this was different. This was not just like one thing. It was like every area of my life. I'm like, I am struggling here. And like every area, this is not, this, this is not normal. I mean, I don't, I don't consider this to be normal. Just like I, I, I've had, I've been walking in my Christian life now for, for a long time. And, um, I haven't felt this oppressed in a in a really long time. So um so what do we do when that spiritual warfare happens? Cuz there's a, I mean there's a lot of teachings out there of spiritual warfare. I mean not a bunch, but it is something that is seems to be very popular in today's day and age. Um you know the demonic demons, devils, that's some something some things people love to like focus on and talk about. Um, but I wanted to kind of give you guys my perspective of, of what I learned from that experience that, that might help some of you guys. Um, so first is recognizing that you are in spiritual warfare. What is going on? Um, because most times it's just like, if you are unable to recognize that you are being attacked, then the enemy has the advantage because you think, oh, you know, just bad things are happening to me. Woe is me. And I fall prey, I fall victim. If I'm like, you know, out in the jungle, this is dumb, but if I'm out in the jungle and there's like a lion that's like chewing on my leg and I just have decided that a lion is not chewing on my leg and I'm bleeding out. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with me. I just feel, I just feel like I had a loss of energy. I just want to go to sleep, you know? And I refuse to acknowledge the fact that there's like a lion biting my leg off. <laughs> like I'm going to die. But if I, if I recognize, oh, there's a lion there, you know, like, let me fight back. Let me get a stick, hit it on the head or something, you know, try not to fall asleep so I, 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 I don't die, right? Um, and that's what we have to first understand. We have to first recognize that, oh, we are in spiritual warfare. Um, I think one of the things, we're going to point it back to scripture. I've got some scripture pulled up that I want to go over with you guys. But um, something that came to my mind is um, you recognize it and then you tell the people around you who are part of your community to also uh, well let them know that you you're in spiritual warfare that some that the devil is oppressing you that there's things that are happening so that they can enter into uh spiritual fighting with you basically <laughs> they can start fighting in the spiritual with you that's what i want to say um so you start letting people know in your community so as soon as i recognized this i was like I got to tell people in my community and, and I started posting on my discord. Um, for those of you guys don't know, I have, I have an online church and you can join. It's on my link tree. So go to my link tree. It's called discord underground ecclesia. That's the name of it. I started posting on there. I'm like, guys, I'm getting, you know, attacked. Please, please be in prayer for me. And so all the people that were very close to me, I let, I let them know details about the attacks of things that were happening to me and that were happening to my friends and the people that I was partnered with in ministry. And, um, and, and, and so that they could start praying because prayer is so powerful. It's going to be one of the keys to understanding what to do 
when you find yourself in spiritual warfare. So does the Bible talk about spiritual warfare? Does the Bible talk about what we should do when we're being oppressed by the enemy? Yeah, there are a lot of verses. One that comes to my mind, especially the verse in James, where it says, uh, submit to God and then the devil will flee from you because the devil is like a roaring lion, just prowling, like ready to attack, wants to attack on us. Um, there's always, we like you have, if you're a Christian, you have to acknowledge the fact that the devil hates you. The devil wants to take you out. It's his objective to make sure that you leave behind the faith so that you do not bring other people into the faith. Um, and the only way to stop that is, of course, to submit your will, submit yourself to the plans of God. But Samuel, how can I do that? What is like a, what is a practical, logical way that I can do that? Um, well, first off, let's go into scripture. It says um, in Ephesians 6, 10, uh, Ephesians 6, 10. This is usually the scripture that you're going to find when most people are talking about spiritual warfare. So nothing new, same old, same old, um, but it is new. So finally, it says in verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So let's just take a break right there. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Uh, there's a difference between authority and between power. Um, we have authority to fight because we've been given authority by who? We've been given authority by Jesus. Jesus gave us all authority um, for the earth, to subdue the earth in the Garden of Eden. So we know that for sure. So we have authority. And then, of course, we have authority because Jesus died on the cross and we were victorious because of that event. When Jesus went to the cross, um, he, he died for our sins, making us pure, making us clean, making us holy. Um, and now we live in him and to live in Christ is to have total authority that, that, that Christ had. And Christ had a lot of power. He had a lot of authority. Um, how do we know that now? Of course, um, when he fought against the devil, he won, he won in the, in the desert when he was in the desert, he, he didn't even Actually, this is going to go back to the, the power uh, uh, section. But he fought against the devil and he won. He used the word. He used the word. And so when and when we're talking about not just authority, we've, we've got that. We've got that covered. We're talking about power. Power comes from the word, which I'm, I'm, we're going to get into a little bit from the armor of God. But we want to make sure that we recognize, okay, I have authority in the spiritual so um, it's not like, oh, I, but I'm a nobody, Samuel. Like, I don't know. I'm going to be attacked by the devil. And I, 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 I don't know what to do with that. Like, I don't want to come up against the devil. No, it's, it's not you coming up against the devil. It's that you live in Christ. You have authority from Christ because he had authority over the devil. Um, by, give it to him by God. And Jesus gave that authority to us, that relationship in God to us. We've been connected through Christ. And, and then we also have the power that comes from that. Where do we where do we get power from? We get that, of course, from our guide, from the Holy Spirit, and from being indwelled with the words um, that come from 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 God's book, from 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 God's word, the Bible. And so, when we know our power and when we know our authority, we're able to stand up against the riles of the enemy. And so, moving on to the next verse here, pulling it up. In verse 11, it says, put on the whole armor of God. You may have heard this before, the armor of God, but maybe nobody has been able to explain this to you before. This was one of the things that in the beginning of my Christian journey, I memorized. 
I don't even know how I memorize this. I never memorize anything. <laughs> I used to, guys, I used to be an actor and um, I had to memorize a lot of lines. I don't know. Like my young mind <laughs> was able to do those things, but I don't know if I can do that now. <laughs> um, but I, I remember I had, I got really inspired one day uh, by the movie. I, I'm sure everybody's been inspired by this, but I got inspired by the movie. Um, I don't know if it's Prayer Closet or Prayer Warrior or something like that. Um, but it's the movie where the, the girl, Priscilla Schur, I think, or something like that, she she makes like a little prayer room or prayer, prayer closet. Uh, or I think it's kind of like Warrior or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I was inspired by the movie. And I was like, I want to have my own little prayer room in my closet. And so I made a little prayer room in my closet, cleared out all my junk. And, um, and I had like post-its on the wall of different prayers and different things that I wanted to remember. And on one of the post-its, I remember I spent an entire... I don't know if it was like an hour or two hours in there. Uh, I was really radical when I first came to Christ. Um, I didn't, I had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> and so I spent, I spent just like a lot of time in that closet memorizing Ephesians, uh, the armor of God. And, um, and I memorized everything. And so I memorized feet of peace, belt of truth, chest plate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, shield of faith, the word, which is a sword. Like I memorized that. Um, and then later on, as I was um, praying and getting deeper in my relationship to God, I started to realize, okay, it's great to like memorize that and call on that. But if I don't know what it means exactly, then it doesn't really have a lot of power in my life. Uh, power, understanding that comes from the word. And so um, I'm going to help teach you guys. I'm going to go through this one by one so we can kind of understand how when we fight. Okay, think about this visually. You're in a war. You're in a warfare. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those movies, 300, any of the movies. Uh, I don't know. It's like where they're fighting, you know, in the desert and <laughs> they're doing, you know, Greek fighting or whatever. I, I like those movies. Um, but think of yourself of that. You're in a camp. Before you go out into the war, you're not going to go out there naked. You're not going to go out there with just like an article of clothing on that is just like stylish and cute. You're going to want to go out there making sure that you have armor. And making sure that you have weapons. And so spiritual warfare, we're literally in a war that we can't see. And so a lot of our weapons are going to be weapons. And a lot of our, our armor is going to be things we can't see. And, um, and it's not going to be by violence. Just like in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, it was, it was by violence. Like actual violence. They had actual people who were, you know, they were actually fighting for land for and all that stuff. In the New Testament, it's a little bit different. We, we fight through righteousness. We fight through love. We fight through understanding. We fight through patience. We fight through mercy. We fight through forgiveness. Um, we fight through light uh, because the kingdom of evil is darkness, right? And so um, the, the armor, the whole armor of God, that's what we want to envision putting on when we're going into the battlefield. So if you realize, remember, step one was what? Realizing that you're in a spiritual warfare. Step two is telling people that you're in that spiritual warfare so they can join you in prayer. And number three is putting on the armor of God. And so, so that we may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil, the attacks of the devil. And then not only just that, but it's just like, you know, I'm a beating bag for the devil. Like, I'm just going to let the devil hit me and I can't do anything. No, it's like, I want to fight back against the devil so that he knows who's boss. He knows who's in authority. Christ is an authority through me. So uh, verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. So 
We're not wrestling against people. We're not wrestling against situations. We're not wrestling against our spouse. We're not wrestling against other human beings. We're wrestling against the root that is that is influencing them, which is the spiritual powers. So I know it's like sometimes guys like when things happen, we get upset. We get upset at people. We get upset um, at, you know, the situation. But really, in reality, we should be upset at the devil. We should be upset at these powers and these principalities, right? We, we should not be upset at the individual. Like there was something that happened to me um, during that month. And I remember I had the right to be upset at what was going on in my interpersonal relationships with the drama that was unfolding. Like, I'm like, I should be upset. Like, what the heck? Like, this is wrong and sucks. And I should be mad at this person. But I was not mad at that individual. I was mad at the devil because the devil was the one who was causing division. The devil was the one who was making stuff up. It wasn't It wasn't the individual. Uh, that person's not to blame. It's the devil. It's the enemy. The enemy is the one who comes over an individual and influences them and makes them think things, makes them do things. And so it's it's a... It's a lost battle when you like start having unforgiveness, start getting mad at people, start getting mad at situations. Because like the, the real person in charge, everything that's wrong with this world, all the evil, it all has an origin. Same thing that all the good, all the love, all comes from God. It says It says in scripture that all good things come from God, right? That means all evil things must come from the kingdom that's outside of him. Um, the kingdom of pride, the kingdom of lust, the kingdom of you know, darkness, which is the enemy's kingdom, which is not really even his kingdom, but he's just a part of it. Uh, he doesn't have any type of authority except for the authority that we give to him, which we're going to cover that as well. Um, so um, as I was saying, I'm not going to get upset at the individual. Um, I have to get upset at the prince principalities and the powers. And when I am upset with them, it's going to motivate me to fight against them. And so I got to put on the armor of God. So let's start off here. So it says, um, after that, we should be upset at the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We can't see them, but they are, they are literally beings that are there trying to cause us um, chaos, trying to cause us to, to fall. To Why? Why does the enemy care about us? Why is the enemy putting pressure on us it's simple it's because we are attacking his dominion we're attacking his kingdom and the funniest thing is that the enemy only has so much time on this earth i remember uh when i learned this is that the enemy is already in in the battle he's lost he's he's literally fighting a lot a lost battle for him um for him it's it, there's no winning he's already lost the victory was won when christ who was the ultimate chess piece, he's like, I am going to checkmate here. I'm going to spill my blood. And that's it. That's when it was won at the cross. So the enemy doesn't have any power. He doesn't have um, any type of victory. He's just trying to take as many people as he can with him before his time is up. And the demons, they know. They know when their time is up. As like, uh, whatchamacallit, there's, I think there's a happenstance in the Bible where one of the demons goes, um, Jesus, you know, you're here. Um, almost like they're expecting him to come because the demons are expecting Jesus. They know that they only have a limited, a limited amount of time before that's it. He wraps things up. 
um, when he comes back, when he sets his kingdom into place, when he starts to rule and reign. And so that's, that's why the enemy is attacking us. And especially if you're making strides for the kingdom of God, like the majority of us, we, we do. If, if you're living for Jesus and you're really submitted to him, you, making his kingdom a priority and inviting people into his kingdom, that's going to be a norm for you. If you're not doing that, then I would seriously question my relationship with God. Um, because it might just be about me, 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 me all the time. And you're not even focused on what, what does God want? Because what God wants for you to bring more people into the kingdom. Um, and you might need to mature a little bit in your, in your Christianity. But, um, if you're doing that, if you're focused on the kingdom, that was going to be attacking you 100% going to be attacking you because he doesn't want you to encourage people. He doesn't want you to love people. He doesn't want you to bring more people into the knowledge of God's beautiful, incredible love. Um, so that's why he's going to be attacking us. Same reason why the devil was attacking me during the pride month when I was making those videos. He was like, I'm upset. What the heck? Samuel is making these videos. Hundreds of thousands of individuals are listening. Hundreds of thousands of people are praying. We got to put a stop to this because this is endangering our kingdom. And this is a bad thing. And so for, for them, it's a good thing for us. <laughs> so uh, Paul says, therefore, verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And so how do we stand by making sure that we put on the whole armor of God? Like I said, if you're envisioning, if you're visualizing this spiritual war, someone's out on the battlefield and they don't have any armor, they're going to be the first to go. They're the first to die. But if you got some armor on, you know, you get shooting arrows, someone can try to come with you at a sword. They can like hit you. You got some chain mail on. You're good. You're Gucci. Um, you're going to be able to withstand and stand firm. Um, and so, and we're going to talk a little bit about standing firm. But verse 14, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. I always like mess up saying that. But having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So first we have the girded your waist with truth. What does that mean? The belt of truth. I also like, I don't know, I think you guys growing up, if some of you guys are like me, um, I was very Christian when I was growing up and uh, my parents uh, didn't let me watch a lot of stuff. You guys probably already know where I'm going with this. Uh, but we did have one thing we could watch, which was uh, Bible Man. <laughs> and Bible Man, it was hilarious because he would put on the armor of God. And so I visualized myself almost like Bible Man, where it's like the, uh, the belt of truth the the feet of peace you know it's like and it's like like back in the 90s or 2000s i remember it was like gridded technology you know like that 2000s technology of like cgi so funny but that's what we got to do so the first one is the the belt of truth what is the belt of truth the truth that holds everything together if i were to ask you what is the belt of truth your answer should be the word of god the spoken word of God is the belt of truth. Without truth, there is only chaos. There's only confusion. So when you think about it, the belt is the thing that holds everything together. You guys ever see somebody on the street and their pants are sagging, you know, and they look a mess and they, they, they got, you know, their underwear is out. Like I just saw a video on TikTok of just Justin Bieber and his pants were saggy. I'm like, the guy could use a belt, you know? Um, that's what it does that when we don't have the belt of truth, 
everything around us starts to like fall apart. You know, like our you know, armor is going to go this way and the, the pants are going to fall this way down. And, you know, our, our undies are going to start showing. And so the truth is what locks everything into place. Uh, without that, there's just chaos. There's confusion. There's misunderstanding. And so you can't fight in the war that against the enemy without the word of God. That's the most, most important thing. Um, even just to to get ready, I was watching a couple of videos uh, on this podcast. I was watching a couple of videos of spiritual warfare, uh, listening to a, a podcast, I think with David Diga and with um, but Dr. Michael Brown. I love Dr. Michael Brown. Um, and he was talking about a time in his life where he had to center himself upon the word of God and just like meditate and dwell. Um, the Jews, um, Jewish people, they had this custom that came from obviously the 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 first covenant, the Mosaic law, that it was like to meditate on the word of God. They would be mumbling on the word of God. It would be under their breath. So they'd be just like repeating like, you know, different verses under their breath and be like, you know, like just talking like that, like under their breath, saying, um, saying just verses that were inaudible to most people, but were audible to them so that they would continually and constantly be focusing and meditating on the word of God. And then of course they took that like another step further. You know, they started doing it. I think it's called the ephod. Um, but the little box around them and, you know, putting that around their fingers because inside the little box is like a couple of key verses or the word of God. And so they're like, they got to put that close to the heart. They got to put that close to their hands. Um, comes from a verse in the Bible. Um, but that's a whole nother thing. They took it a little too literal, but Hey, wherever you can get the word in, get it in. So when we're talking about the belt of truth, it's like, of course, if the devil's attacking you, the first thing you got to do is you got to start reading your Bible just practically. So we got understanding that you're in spiritual warfare, telling other people that you're in spiritual warfare so that they can be praying for you. Um, and then putting on the armor of God, putting on the belt of truth, reading your word. Uh, one of my favorite things that I love to do is that sometimes I don't have a moment to like sit down and just like read the word. Um, I like to listen to things. I'm a listener. I don't know why I've never, I've never been a, a reader per se. I don't like reading. I don't like, like, I, I don't read even secular things. It doesn't thrill me, but I do love listening. I love listening to videos. I love listening to podcasts. That's why I started a podcast. I love when people talk. Um, and so there's this incredible app. They're not paying me for this. I'm not sponsored by this, but I love this app. It's called Dwell. And basically it reads the word of God out to you. Um, and it's, it just has all these different types of voices it's got music that you can put in the background. You can repeat stuff, certain verses over and over again. They've got playlists. And so it just makes reading the word of God just this very enjoyable experience, especially if you're not really that much of a reader. I read, but when I read, it's mostly for studies, mostly for teaching. It's mostly because I'm going to be presenting something. Um, I don't read for fun. And then, of course, though the, the when I do like want to read for fun, it is the Bible. <laughs> I think that, that, that'd be the only thing that I would read for fun is the Bible. Cause it does like, I do start reading and I'm like, oh, this is good. I like, I'm going to continue to read this. For, and then I get caught up in there and then I'm staying up. It's like 2 a.m. I'm just reading the Bible, but I like to listen to it. And so um, just today I bought my friends uh, a subscription to dwell cause it's not free, um, but it's cheap. Uh, if you know, if you think like, <laughs> I think it's like 20 bucks for the whole year or something like that. It's like, it's like if you were to buy a Bible, um, but I bought a subscription to all my friends because I think it's important that we just fill ourselves up with the word of God. If we, you know, if we're going to work out, if we're going to do some fitness, if we're, you know, just laying on the couch and, you know, just chilling, you know, put that on. If you're making breakfast, put that on. 
uh, put on a playlist. I was listening today to a playlist that was called to dwell in the presence of God. And it was all these incredible verses. And even if you're not like, if you're not um, analyzing it, you're not like even listening per se, like still your spirit is listening and it's affecting you. The same way that it's like you could put some music in the background, some, some twerking music or some secular music, some Drake on there, some Lil Wayne. Um, it's going to affect your spirit in the same way that just putting on the Bible and not even just just having it there in the background. It's going to affect your spirit. And you're going to start to remember these verses that you never remembered, that you never even remember reading, you know. Um, and so I think it's a useful tool. And just reading, reading the word of God, especially if you're being attacked. Like if there's any time where you should be reading the Bible, it's when you're being attacked by Satan. Because that's what's going to hold everything together. That's what's going to bring understanding to complex situations. That's what's going to bring um, enlightenment to maybe some some wisdom that you're needing over situations. How would God respond to this? I don't know how God resp would respond to something if I'm not reading his word. Because his word is how I get to know God. Because it's, it's his word. It's like being in a conversation with him. And the Bible is just, it's my favorite book, guys. Like I said, I'm not a reader. But I can read the Bible. Like, it is a fun book to read. So, anyways, hopefully I got you guys inspired. So, I started to recognize that I was in a spiritual warfare. I started to read the Bible more. I'm like, I got to make time to start getting in to read the Bible every single day. Um, and so, that's the first thing that Paul tells us is part of the armor of God. And then, of course, the second thing that is part of the armor of God here um, that he lists is the breastplate of righteousness. Some of you guys are probably confused because you're thinking, you know, I have righteousness. No, you don't have your righteousness. There's no such thing as I have my good acts, you know. No, we have righteousness in Jesus. Jesus is our righteousness. So when it says put on the breastplate of righteousness, it is talking about um, moral activities. Don't a lot of sometimes the way that the devil works is because we give him opportunity to work. And so this is something I wanted to talk about is that a lot of times if you just submit to God and you listen to him where it's like, hey, maybe don't go visit that friend um, alone and, you know, in their apartment or, you know, maybe don't go text your drug dealer um, that you're feeling lonely and that you need to pick me up or something. You know, don't make opportunities uh, that you know are going to get you in trouble because any little door, the devil's going to walk in through that door. He's, gonna, he's not even going to walk in. He's going to bust open like the Kool-Aid man through that door. Um, he's not waiting. He's like, ah, I got him. That's it. I'm going through, you know, macheting, like, like what do you call it? Um, <laughs> the shining kind of experience, like, bam, <laughs> you know, he's, he's coming through that door. Um, but we don't want to give him that opportunity. And so walking in righteousness, putting on the righteousness of Jesus, even when you fail to do so, let's say, for example, you're like, I've, I have made some bad decisions. I've made some bad decisions. I can put on the righteousness of Christ. I can remind myself. I don't have to live in shame. I don't have to live in guilt. I can put on Jesus. He can forgive me and I can walk morally. I can re repent and continue to look forward and continue to make better choices, right? And so putting on the breastplate of righteousness includes those two things. Putting Jesus on. Remembering that he is your righteousness. He's your ultimate righteousness. So even if you mess up, it's okay. You you pick yourself back up again. You try again. That's 100% of like the Christian journey. It's just, it's just falling and picking yourself up, falling and picking yourself up. And then until you don't fall anymore, 
right? And so we're given our glorified bodies. But of course, another aspect of that is what? Um, is making sure that we don't make dumb decisions that the devil can just use. He only has the authority that you give him or else he doesn't have any authority. And that's what a lot of people is like, we give the devil, guys, we give the devil way too much credit. And this kind of goes into the mind, um, but I want to save that uh, for when we start talking about the mind. And so having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so what do we have? We got some feet gear here, right? We got to cover up the dogs. <laughs> we got some feet gear with what? The gospel of peace. So what this means is that in every interaction that you're having, the I, I, I learned this from uh, Dr. Michael Heiser, you know, uh, rest in peace. Love that man. One of the best theologians in this generation. It's so sad um, that his life ended. Um, he's with the Lord now, thank God. But just the one of the best theologians. He said, the best spiritual warfare is not yelling at demons. <laughs> like, I mean, there are cause for situations like that. But the best spiritual warfare is that we go out and we proclaim the kingdom of God. Um, this is just so crazy to me, guys, is that we fall into the trap of the enemy. Like we, once again, we give him the power that he doesn't deserve to have. We fall into the trap of the enemy, which is what? I'm going to feel bad and therefore I'm going to stop doing what I need to be doing for the kingdom of God. It was the same way of what happened to me. Um, I was doing those videos, editing those videos. I got burnt out. I started feeling bad. I started feeling depressed. Then I stopped making the content that was making a difference. Um, now, of course, that goes past just making content. But just like in your everyday living, you know, you start feeling depressed, you start feeling anxious, you start feeling fearful. The last thing that you want to do is try to encourage somebody else. It's try to like tell someone your testimony because you're like, I feel horrible. <laughs> so like, how am I going to tell someone about Jesus when I feel awful? But that's exactly what we should be doing when we're fighting against the enemy because the enemy is pissed and the enemy like wants to stop you. So if he knows like, oh, I'm throwing everything I got at this individual's He's not, he's not falling. He's not like uh, succumbing to my attacks. He's still spreading the kingdom gospel. He's still encouraging. He's still loving individuals. Then I got nothing. Like I have to give up. He's, he's, he's not stopping. So that's what we have to do. That's why it says put on the feet of peace because the ultimate peace is spreading the gospel, spreading the good news, telling people how much God loves them telling people your testimony, your experiences with God. And that's, of course, the last thing that we want to do when we're feeling spiritually attacked. So you heard it here first, guys. If you're getting spiritually attacked, the last thing you want to do is stop ministering to people. you got to minister to people. Take a moment, recuperate yourself, get in the word, start praying, but don't stop doing the activities that you're doing because then the devil has won. And ultimately, that's all that the devil cares about. We started this podcast talking about why do we get attacked? We get attacked because they only got a limited amount of time that they're here. And so if they're like, I'm trying to bring people into my kingdom, the kingdom of evil, right? Um, I'm going to try to attack every person who's going up against me. And that's the only tactic that they got. And that's the strategy of Satan. And so don't stop. Be encouraged to keep going. There has been so many times in my life, guys, where I have not felt like I wanted to make a podcast. I have not felt like I wanted to do a Bible study. I've not felt 
you know, like I wanted to minister to someone or pray for someone or have a meeting with someone. Like there's just times where I'm like, I don't want to do this. You know, I feel bad. I want to take care of myself. I, I, I don't want to focus on someone else. And, and I have to do it. I have to do it. Why? Because I know that if I, if, if I stop doing that, the, the enemy wins. Who wins in that situation? The enemy wins. Because then the person wasn't encouraged. The person wasn't prayed for. person wasn't loved on. That person didn't get to hear the testimony that could have changed their life. You know, um, I wasn't being obedient to what the Holy Spirit was telling me. Not that I'm saying that you guys shouldn't rest. There's, there's time for rest, but we're talking about spiritual warfare right now. And so when you feel those attacks, even like the devil, guys, the devil will use anything. I remember this is, this is a crazy story I'm going to share with you guys right now. Um, when I first started, um, oh, this podcast is going long. This is going to be a long one. Um, when I first started doing Bible studies, I remember I was doing one with a friend um, in the mornings and she was having a hard time getting to the Bible study. And then when I asked her about it, I'm like, what's going on? You know, why are you not showing up to the Bible study? She's like, every time I leave to go to the Bible study, my dog has a seizure. And so I have to like get my dog and like take him to the vet. And then when I get there, the seizure stops and they don't know what's going on. And so then I bring him home and then it, it keeps me from going to the Bible study. And I was like, that is weird. Uh, the first time I was like, okay, yeah, you know, take care of your dog. Second time I'm like, that's strange. That's weird. That's suspicious. The third time I'm like, okay, this is sauce. This is definitely not your dog just having random seizures. Like this is the enemy. And the enemy will do that to our bodies. The enemy will do that to the things. Usually the enemy can't attack us per se, personally, unless of course God is allowing that. But he's usually going to go for our family members. He's going to go for our pets. He's going to go for sometimes even us. Um, and so you're having medical issues. All of a sudden you're, you're having all these medical issues that never happened before. Um, what, and, and then you're like, oh, I got to tend to myself. I got to tend to my medical issues because you know, what, what else am I going to do? No, like, yes, <laughs> be aware that, oh, I'm having this problem. But if it's like every time you're about to go do something for God, you know, it's like, hello, wake up. So I remember, I, I remember telling my friend, I was like, I was like, if your dog goes into a seizure, bring him over here and we will pray for your dog. <laughs> like, I'm like, we will cast the devil out of your dog right now. Don't go to the vet. The vet will not help you. We will pray for your dog. And she was like, no, that's crazy. Like I gotta, you know, I gotta take care of the dog. And she didn't understand the concept of just like, you're in a spiritual war. The devil doesn't want you to do these Bible studies. The devil doesn't want you to pray with individuals. The devil doesn't want, she was going through a really like, she had a lot of anxiety. She had a lot of depression during this time. And um, she wasn't understanding that this was going to be the thing that she needed to get healed. And so the devil's like, uh, -uh no, seizure for the dog. That's how it's going to happen because she's going to drop everything because she loves this dog. She knows that she's going to like the devil. The devil's guys, the devil's not clever. Like he's just so predictable. He does the same thing over and over again. We just have to pick up on it. We have to pick up on the strategies of the, of the, of the devil. And so um, she, you know, unfortunately, like she, she never got past that. And that's the sad thing, guys, is that most individuals, um, they unfortunately, they won't see the, the strategies of the enemy and they'll end up losing their faith or they'll end up not fighting hard enough. And, that, and then what happens? The enemy wins. So that's something that you want to be aware of. If the enemy can't attack you, he's going to attack the people closest to you um, who are usually helpless. Um, and, and then that's why you got, you got to pray over those people. You got to recognize, oh, I'm in a spiritual war. Okay. Okay. This is not just like my dog having random seizures, you know, 
It's like, it was just so crazy. I'm like, every time, guys, it happened like six times. I'm like, are you not understanding? Like, like this is the devil. Like, this is the devil. Like, your dog is like never having seizures, only has seizures when there's a Bible study. This is, this is Satan. This is the Satan. Um, it was just beyond me. That's something funny. I mean, not funny for her, but like the dog was fine. Ultimately, like, it's like, you know, my gosh. Anyway, so moving on to the next verse. 16 above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and so here we got the shield of faith and every single dart that the enemy throws at us will be removed um because of the shield of faith and this goes into uh number 17 the helmet of salvation as well and take the helmet of salvation guys we can only be affected by that of which we allow to be affected by. That's a powerful, powerful phrase right there. We can only be affected by that of which we allow to be affected by. What does that mean, Samuel? It means that, number one, when it comes to the mind, that's why it's like the battlefield of the mind. One of my favorite books from Joyce Meyer, The Battlefield of the Mind, we're talking about um, how you got to put on the helmet of salvation, which means a lot of different things, but it's taking control of your mind reminding yourself of the salvation of God, that you've been saved, reminding yourself of the truth, that you have Jesus Christ who lives inside of you in your innermost being. You've been connected to the Father. You have all victory. You have all wins, you know, um, and you can't be affected by what the enemy throws at, throws at you because you're walking by faith. Faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, not the substance of things happening to me. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's not the things that are happening to me, right? So let's take, for example, a very practical thing. Oh, um, I got a flat in my car, right? Sometimes that can that can just ruin a day. It's like, what the heck? Like my wheels were fine. And then all of a sudden I have a flat uh, tire. This happens to me quite a while. You can either be like, oh my God, <laughs> I got a flat tire. It's just been like the worst day ever. Like I can't re recuperate from this. Like I have to go to like, I got to go like, you know, eat some McDonald's and, and I'm just going to lay down. I'm going to, you know, just cry. And, and like, I have to just like eat some ice cream for the rest of the day. It's just like, this has just been the worst day ever. No, you'd be like, okay. Oh, I got a flat tire. That's okay. I'll get it fixed. The Lord's going to bless me. You know what? I'm going to go into the tire shop. And I'm going to tell the, the manager about Jesus at the tire shop or even better. I'm going to like, you know, make an opportunity. Now I have um, an hour of my time where I've got to sit in this shop and I got to do something, you know, like maybe I'll read my Bible during that time. Right. I can't let the things that are happening to me uh, uh, like negatively impact me. If I know God is in control, I know he has a plan for this. It does it suck. Yes, it sucks. Sometimes it's even worse than just a tire being blown out. Right. Sometimes it's like. A family member passing away. Um, sometimes it's um, you you receive a bad diagnosis. Sometimes it's who knows you lost a friend. It can be horrible things, but just like you have to take control of your mind. You have to walk by faith. It's like okay, faith is a substance that things hold for. I am hoping that even though this sucked, it can be a good thing. This can be a good thing. Yes, you can make all, like it says in scripture that God makes all evil things. Um, turn out for our good, right? And so person passes away. Okay, that's horrible. That sucks. Somehow this will be worked out for my good. 
my tire gets blown out. Somehow this will be worked for my good, right? I lose a friend. Somehow this will be worked for my good. No one can affect me. The demons, the principalities, they can't affect me if I don't let it affect me. And it's very hard to fight from that place. And that's why it's, it's important to have a support system during this time. Because if you have a really good support system, you can have people praying for you and reminding you, hey, you're in a spiritual warfare. Don't worry about it. We're going to pray. You know, we're going to encourage each other. We're going to remember who's in charge. God is in charge. You're in control of your life. You know, God, you've got the victory here. You, you've not got the losses. You've only got the truth. You've only got order. You've only got love. You've, you've got all the good things on your side. Having someone remind you of that in those moments. But if you allow yourself to be affected, guys, the power behind the mind is unreal. I know some people who, like, I did a mission trip a long time ago, uh, Guatemala. I'm always bringing it up. It, it really changed my life. I saw those kids there. They don't have modern medicine. They don't have food. They don't have homes. They sleep on the dirt. Some of the happiest people I've ever seen in my life. Why? The power of the mind. They don't know any better. They don't know that there's a mattress. They don't know there's houses. They don't know there's this, there's that. You know, they can only have a faint image, a faint idea, but they're happy. How are they happy in such horrible circumstances? Because they choose to be happy. Unlike us, where we have access to so much and we choose to be sad and we choose, it's all a choice is what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, do we have feelings? Yeah, you, you can't ignore your feelings, but you can choose what you're going to do with those feelings. And that's where most of us fail is that, oh, I'm going to choose to medicate myself. I'm going to choose pornography. I'm going to choose, um, you know, media. I'm going to choose to distract myself with music or concerts or this or friends that suck to me and, you know, are horrible to me. And we make bad choices with our feelings instead of making good choices, which is like, oh, that sucked. I feel bad. I'm going to go pick up my Bible. I'm going to put on that belt of truth, right? I'm going to go miss, minister to somebody. I'm going to hit the devil where it hurts him. He hurt me. I'm going to hurt him. He hurt me. I'm going to hurt the devil. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hurt the devil. <laughs> I'm going to take my pistol of faith. <laughs> but that's what happens. So we got we to gotta make sure that when we're getting low, when we're, when we're fighting that, um, to take control of our mind, put on the helmet of salvation, remind yourself you are winning. You're not losing. You've got the victory. You've got God on your side. You've been saved by God. What I mean, what doesn't bring you more joy than knowing that like you're not going to spend all of eternity in hell? That's like the best pick me up. It's like, well, you know, my tire popped today, but at least I ain't going to hell. <laughs> like nothing beats that. You know what I'm saying? So nothing beats that. Um, and that should be our position. Helmet of salvation. I am controlling my mind. It's a battlefield of mind. So I recommend picking up that book if you haven't already. Uh, by Joyce Meyer. Great book, especially if you have a hard time with your own emotions, your own feelings when 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 things are going uh, pretty badly. And, and I'm right there with you guys. I'm not there as a perfect example of this. Look what happened to me. I was heavily attacked during the month of June, um, but I got myself together. At some point, I was like, okay, this needs to end. I have to get myself together. I'm going to put into practice all these things that I'm telling you guys. And so we hope, hopefully this helps you later on for yourself. And then, of course, the last thing, which is the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. And so guys, we have to remember that the sword of the spirit, just like the truth, the truth um, is the, 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 what girds everything together, right? We've, we've got everything put together with the belt of truth. Um, we have the word of God, which is also the sword. 
And so there's key differences, a little bit of key differences to, to the both of them. The truth is, of course, like how things are going to make sense, how there's going to be understanding, how there's going to be knowledge. If there's lies being thrown at you by the enemy, fight with the truth. But then the word of God is what, how we fight the enemy back, right? So when we're talking about being in Christ and having authority from Christ, how did Jesus fight in the desert? He didn't fight with his own word. He fought with the word of God. He said, the devil's like, oh, make me some bread, homie. You can eat. I can eat. He goes, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Right? So he was ultimate authority. He could have said, no, I'm not listening to you, devil. But he didn't do that. He responded with the word. He responded with the Bible. Right? And that's how we have to have it so deeply inside of us. Um, that we respond with the word of God. That when the devil comes at you, tempting you, taunting you, oh, don't forgive this person. This person sucks. Don't do that. It's not cute. It's not the moment. It's not the vibe. You'd be like, absolutely not. Jesus said, if I have a problem with a brother or sister, I must forgive them before coming to him. You know? So you use the word against the devil and then you stick that sword in, that little like monster, that little beast. Beast! <laughs> and so... That's just a little bit of the, the whole armor of God. And there are some other things as you know, it says praying always with prayer and supplications in the spirit. That's also another way that we can fight. I know that I'm not going to get super into this right now, but I know that um, some of you guys have a problem maybe with tongues. I speak in tongues. I, I had to practice. I learned speaking in tongues um, by just practicing with the Holy Spirit, my own time, my own intimacy. There's different types of tongues. We're not going to go into a whole teaching of tongues right now. But I have founded that when I pray in tongues, I'm edifying myself. And sometimes we can edify other people uh, under other circumstances. But praying in tongues is crucial for when we don't know what to pray. Um, and there's a certain language, language that we can't understand. It's this, the language of the Spirit, that the Spirit is praying for us on our behalf. You're not supposed to understand it. You'd be like, but I don't know. Like, what am I speaking gibberish here? Well, you're speaking a language of faith. And so it may sound like gibberish to the physical mind, but it's not gibberish. You're speaking a language of faith and the spirit is praying for you. And so I have found that even in the most difficult times when I'm experiencing the most suppression, when I'm experiencing the most temptation, the best thing I could do is start praying in tongues. Oh, start praying in tongues. And then from there, the Holy Spirit will remind me some verses. Or the Holy Spirit will start to um, show me what I'm what I'm praying through my through the tongues uh, uh, language, and um, and then have another brother or sister also pray in tongues. Um, they're 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 speaking in their uh, spirit language, right? And so we got to get deep. We must press through. We got to break through, and we got to stand firm. Something that was really given to me a revelation that I'll end out the podcast on this. A revelation that was given to me by the Spirit um, for this podcast was. We must stand firm in the faith and we don't move. We don't move until we're given power from God. What do I mean by that? When the army of, I believe it was Joshua, um, came up against um, the, the wall of Jericho, they were given a commandment by God, which was um, circle the wall, keep circling the wall and yell and shout when I tell you to yell and shout, right? And then, you know, we kind of all know a gist of the story. It's like they, they shouted and the walls came down at a specific time. But they were walking around that wall for a long time. 
And they were waiting. They were waiting on the Lord. Sometimes you're being attacked. You're being oppressed. Um, you feel horrible. Things aren't getting better. Wait. Guys, the, there's power behind waiting. Um, even just direct revelations from the New Testament. What do we see? We see God in the middle of the storm. He's waiting. He's sleeping. He's not in a rush. He's waiting for power, right? To 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 start the overflow of power that comes from, not from him, but from the Father in heaven. And so we move when God tells us to move. Um, and sometimes that may seem counterproductive because it's like, oh, I got to do something. No. How do we, it, remember, it starts the verse in verse 10 or 11. It said, we move with the might of his power. How do we get power? By waiting on him. By moving, yelling, doing when he tells us to move, yell, and do. Um, we must stand firm. And sometimes that's just like, that's waiting a day, two days, three days, a week, a month. Nothing's happening. Everything's the same. I'm still sad. I'm still feeling depressed. Keep getting the word. Keep, keep reading. Keep praying. You know, sometimes it lasts a long time. But then finally, when you receive that power from God, you receive revelation. And then all of a sudden it's all gone. And it's because you waited. You didn't react. You didn't let the devil take control. You stood firm. You stood firm waiting for power from God. And so um, that's how I'll end out the podcast, guys. Uh, it was a really tough month. Thank you to everybody who was praying um, for me, for my team um, on the Discord. And hopefully this brought some clarity to some of you guys that are maybe experiencing spiritual warfare of yourself. It comes in by seasons. It doesn't always happen 24-7 every single day. Um, but you got to recognize it. And, and when it happens, you've got the tools now to be able to practice some of the tools. There's many tools. Um, but here's some of my favorite from just the armor of God to be able to recognize it and to be able to fight against it. Um, and these are some of the more basic ones. Um, I wish I had more time to be able to expand on this, but I'm sure I'll do another podcast another day. And, uh, thank you guys for listening to my rant and my stories. I appreciate you guys uh, staying all the way to the end. If you can, guys, donate to the podcast, please. We need more patrons for the podcast. Um, I put up just the names of our, our, our patrons earlier on in the podcast. Um, very thankful for all of you guys who donate, who are part of our family, who love the podcast, love the YouTube videos, love the Bible studies, and want to you know help support on the Patreon. You're, you can get a free T-shirt there um, if you give enough. I think it's like a fifty dollars or something like that. Or you know, there's different tiers and levels. Um, but thank you to everyone who supports the podcast. If you don't have any money to support, you can always pray. You can always like the video. You can always comment on the video. And you can always share the video. And that helps us. Or share, you know, the MP3 from Spotify or iTunes and, and all that. But keep praying for me, guys. Um, thank you guys for the blessing of just being able to hop on, on here and, and just teach something. And, you know, um, it helps me a lot to just talk about my feelings. I just like, I just like love talking about my feelings. <laughs> But anyways, I'll see you guys next time. Peace out, everybody. Bye.